Uh, you're listening to Vibing with Cell. My name's Cell. You can follow Instagram at Vibing with Cell Podcast. Also on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and anything else you can find a podcast on. Today, we're with Damien. Yo. We're here also with Brandon, owner of... Brew Coffee Bar <laughs> yes. in Madelon. Hi. <laughs> Sorry, I'm so tired. We're also here with Alex Ragsdale. Yeah, man. What's up, dude? <laughs> and we're going to get into episode 27. What are you guys' three things on your bucket list? Bucket list. Brandon first. This will be good. Oh, well, throw it to me. <laughs> okay. Top three things. Top three things on my bucket list are... I want to be in at least 10 different countries. I think 10 is a nice round number. What what countries? Doesn't matter. I want to have been to at least 10 different countries, and that's very fortunate for me. Not many people get a chance to do that. Mm-hmm. I think 10 is a nice round number. Um, and I've only been to, I want to say, five, four. So, um, To sell my business, eventually I want to be able to step away from the coffee in a way that I know the area will be served well. So that's mm-hmm. bucket number two. And then number three. Ooh. Own some type of land. Cause nowadays it's just so hard to do. And I really want to be able to own something that has value. Mm. I don't know who you want to go next. I'll go next. Whoever, whoever wants to yeah, go next. Yeah, uh, I've, I've got a really uh, really large bucket list, actually. Um, first on that bucket list, though, is I want to I drive the entire Pan-American Highway. I mean, I'm talking about all the way from Alaska to the southernmost tip of South America. It's going to be a groovy time. We're going to have a, a good time partying all over all those <laughs> countries. With your new van? Oh, with my new man. How <laughs> you doing? My new men, women, whatever you have, you know. Um, I want to. I want to get overseas. That's that's two. I want to travel actually every country uh, that there is if it's humanly possible. I think I can do it though. Um, but number three, I think, is the most important, and it's that um, I want to go skydiving naked into a Republican rally. <laughs> that's very rude because that's actually in my will that I wanted to be dropped out of a helicopter naked, naked over Republican National Convention, have a communist flag shoot out my rectum. Who do you think's gonna make sure it happens? Would have to be you. <laughs> Thompson got nothing on us, but my bucket list three. <laughs> Alex things. is just flying the plane. <laughs> I would like to party with every criminal organization on the planet, like in poetry related. I just think it'd be really funny. A picture of me and Alex with the Taliban, oh picture me and Alex, you know what I mean? Like with the Russian police, things like that. <laughs> Two, I want to be the mayor of a small town in the Midwest. I know the exact town. I feel like the way that you talk about Missouri, that definitely, plus that can definitely happen. Well, plus I lost the tooth, so like my odds of being elected just went way <laughs> up, way up. And three, I want to have an apartment in a penthouse one day. Yeah. In New York City or Los Angeles. I know it's going to end in ruin, but I want to end in ruin while I live in a penthouse. That's the three. What's up, dog? Boots up. <laughs> like Mussolini, dog. Uh, Brandon, what countries have you been to? I've been to Mexico, Dominican Republic, Puerto Rico, um, and one of the the Bahamas. 
Mm-hmm. One of the, the U.S. Virgin Islands. Um, even though they're part of the U.S., I forget. It's, I think. Did you go to, like, Nassau or? No. Mm-hmm. But those, those primarily, yeah. What was your favorite? Obviously, Puerto Rico. <laughs> but um, Dominican Republic is nice. Yeah. I've just never had, like, the want to go to Dominican Republic. I don't know why. Like, and, like, neither Mexico either. Unless, like, I'm going to do, like, the underwater, like, museum thing. That would probably be the only reason why. Is a museum underwater? Yeah. Yeah. There was, like, a city that um got, like, ran over by water. And there was, like, Atlantis? Sure. Atlantis in Mexico? <sighs> why are we not going? um what's a weird talent that you guys have i really think about that i mean have you ever seen fairy Parents? yes okay you know the episode where there's like good wanda and like evil wanda yeah and like evil wanda eats with her feet i can definitely pick shit up with my feet (laughs) (laughs) at my apartment my my um friend she had drop my vape and she was like oh damn like i don't feel like reaching off the couch again i'm like no problem and i picked it up with my foot and like gave it to her through my foot to her mouth and she was like that's so fucking weird please stop doing that <laughs> that's like my <laughs> weird talent to fix it up with my feet a weird talent i have very few talents okay um i'm really good at pokemon like competitively like like the cards or no, like the video game the competitive pokemon that's the one God gotta give me two skills. Neither one of them you can make money with. <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't really know if I have any like weird talents. I mean, um, this is uh, this is a little difficult because like I can't juggle. You know, I can't really sing. Um, I, I could I could ride a bike with no handlebars and play guitar. You know, I mean, that's 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 something, I guess. While you ride the bicycle? Yeah, while I ride the bicycle. While you play guitar? Yeah, while playing guitar. Can you yeah. do it on a unicycle? I haven't tried yet, but I'd like to, you know. If I find a unicycle, we're going to test this to your... <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're we going we to find, find a unicycle and make you play the harp. That's like fucking Cupid, dude. Like Cupid. <laughs> <laughs> that's sickening. About... Sponsored by bro. <laughs> Wearing a brew coffee bar hat. <laughs> um, I'm still trying to think of a weird talent, honestly. <laughs> uh, I'm really good at mentally navigating people. I have given me the nickname Maps because I can like tell you very easily how to get to where you need to go in mm-hmm. ways that seem to have befuddled people before. So. I guess I'll call that one. See, like, I suck at directions. I could follow GPS and still, like, <laughs> take the worst turns and not get to where I need to get to. Like, I've been here multiple times, and I've missed the exit, like, three times. And I was, like, I was definitely supposed to be there, like, 412. <laughs> <laughs> um, would you rather be invisible or be able to teleport? Easy, be able to teleport. The amount of time you would save is immeasurable. <laughs> Definitely teleport, because you say invisible, it's definitely got negative cryptic connotations. <laughs> I can already teleport, so I would pick invisible. <laughs> what would you do if you're I, invisible? If I was invisible, 
I know oh, I would, you I would, I would fuck with so many people, man. I'd be like, I'd be pranking so many people being invisible, like pulling out like carpets underneath people. They wouldn't even know what hit them, but only, only bad people. I'd only, I, I would only mess with the bad people, you know, um, you know, kind of like, the yeah, I'd, I'd hide the remote. I'd, I'd be at like, I don't know, like in, in Dick Cheney's mansion, you know, and, and like, yeah, I'd, I'd piss all over his toilet so he can hide his remote. <laughs> Um, you know, I, I imagine, you know, I'd, I'd be somewhere in, in the White House um, and, and I'd hide Joe Biden's teeth, his dentures, you know, and then he'd have to go and, and, you know, speak in front of an audience of people without any dentures on. Come on, man. <laughs> Would you bedazzle his dentures? I could. I could do that if I had, had the proper equipment to do that. <laughs> you know, um, I'd, I'd leak all of Hillary Clinton's emails. You know, that's definitely something I would do if I was invisible. <laughs> Just so you know, Hillary, I'm coming to get you. <laughs> if you could teleport, where would you go? Me? Mm -hmm. I definitely would not teleport to certain regions in South America and get certain things extremely cheap and bring them back instantaneously <laughs> without the knowledge of the ATF. That's definitely not what I would do. <laughs> I do good things like teleport old ladies across the street, you know, like we don't walk them across the street no more. It's way pedestrian. It's way nineties. Now we just teleport them from one end to the other. I don't know. It'd be cool. You know, just like, Hey man, you want a beer? She just randomly floats and she's freaking out. Like what is wrong with me? <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye grandma. Pretty cool. Like, Hey man, like, do you want like, I don't know. You want Middle Eastern food? Teleport, boom! Hey, look, I got this from Iran. It's still hot, you know what I mean? Like pizza from Italy. I'd definitely be saving money on going to Hawaii, hundred percent. Oh, I'd be going to <laughs> Colombia a lot. <laughs> you know, what would you do if you could teleport, Brandon? Oh, similarly to what Damien was saying at the end, I would find really good food, but then bring it to a place with people <laughs> that I don't get to see very often. So I'd get like fire pizza. And bring it to like I have friends in Los Angeles, and then just have dinner that night, like over there, and come back. Yeah, there's nothing because can come back and open the shop in the morning. So it's stuff like that. I would spend my evenings and my early mornings just either getting food or visiting people briefly and saying hello. So you know how like time zones and stuff. So like if I teleport from here to go to Hawaii, it's early as heck. Yeah. Yeah, it's six hours back. So then yeah. it's like you're leaving Hawaii at like. I don't know, let's say 12 a.m. And they come here and you're just like, do you get that jet lag feeling that you do on the plane? If you're there briefly, I don't think so. If you're there for like an hour, maybe you trip yourself up with the, the sunlight. But like, yeah, I don't think if you're there for like a full night that you, sh you shouldn't have an issue. I feel like if it's instantaneous, I would be like messed up with like time and stuff. Well, then I would just teleport to somewhere where I know I could sleep in that moment. Because <laughs> if I feel tired, then I guess I'll go to Australia and not America because it's the middle of the night or what have you, you know, so. Oh, that's true. I don't think of it that if way. You, that, if in that moment, for some reason, it's like 10 a.m. your time and you're like dead and just, and you have a moment, go somewhere where it's like normal to sleep or it's dark. So it helps you and get some sleep. Mm -hmm. um, as somebody who can actively teleport, I'll, I'll tell you right now, time means absolutely nothing. <laughs> I mean, I was shows everywhere, dude. You would wreak <laughs> havoc. Oh. So Imagine much havoc. Be like, how is he hosting one in New York today? 
tomorrow we're in London, and the next day we're in Tokyo. How the fuck? And like, how's he doing that? And is he smoking pot with the Taliban? <laughs> Punjab Province Poetry Renaissance. <laughs> you can make all those pictures happen in like a week. You're really good. That's what I want. You know, I look forward to things like this. They'll never happen. What's Too much your, carnage. What's your favorite childhood memory? I used to go to a, a pool club in Hazlitt and we used to do summer camp. Was like some At good, the pool club? Yeah, well, it was next door to Veterans Park. Was this huge wooded area in Hazlitt? Oh, like a swimming pool. Yeah. I'm thinking like pool with like, yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. It was like a, was like a pool club. Like swimming. Mm-hmm. Hee hee hoo hoo. <laughs> <laughs> Real good memories. I think my favorite childhood memory, I, I've got a few of them, but they, they always center around my, my mother and uh, my grandmother. Um, it's usually when our family is together. But no, I'm actually going to backtrack that. Um, my favorite childhood memory was I was uh, I was playing in a local park with my dad. I was about nine years old, and he he used to like try to take me golfing, you know. And it was this thing that he liked to do. And he was like, "Well, you know, it's like we gotta we gotta do something, don't we?" And um, he he took me out to to the park. We set up some golf balls. There was some guy's brand new Cadillac in the parking lot. And, um, you know, we were just smacking some balls to drive across the park and mine went smack dab into this guy's uh, <laughs> passenger door. And I remember I jumped under the hill and I said, oh, fuck. And then my dad picked me up and he said, well, you did it. Now you got to go apologize. And then we went up to the guy and, you know, we apologized to him and he scurried off uh, and said that we didn't have to worry about it. And um, I remember that day very vividly. My father said, he was like, yeah, that guy was probably smoking crack in his car. So we kept hitting golf balls <laughs> into the creek that day. And I didn't have to worry about a damn thing. Right in your favorite childhood memory. Probably one of the few times that while I, I have a younger brother about years younger than me and he was able to come on one of my Boy Scout camping trips, so it was fun to be able to do something like that with my troop, some friends that I knew, which is why I wound up joining the troop and liking the whole entire troop and my younger brother. It was just vividly remember that trip because there were like activities set up for the different camps that were uh, troops that were there, and so it was just a fun weekend. Oh, that's cool. I would say my favorite childhood memory is, um, I think I was like maybe like five or six. And my dad loves cars. Like we build cars together. And he took me to, um, I think it was English town. And one of my favorite monster trucks had flipped over and everyone was like, Oh no, like what's happening. I was like, no, you'll get up. Mind you, I could like barely speak English, but I was like cheering the crowd on. And then the whole like stands was cheering. And then the guy came out from like came out from under and like took his helmet off. And then my dad was like, you did it. You made him stay alive. And I'm like, it's definitely not how that works, but okay. <laughs> now imagine how different of a memory that would have been if he died. <laughs> that would be like a core, a core memory. It was memory. a super traumatic moment of you watching like, yay, the ambulance comes like, oh. <laughs> and that is how it became an EMT. <laughs> it would fit the narrative. <laughs> uh, um, what would... What would you say is your greatest 
accomplishment? The poetry renaissance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, easily. You mean like, it was this thing that like, I was going to quit doing everything because after the pandemic, I came back, I kicked out of the arts residency and I came back here and there's a pandemic. I'm like shows are over. And like, I was like, let me try. And when I tried, like this whole thing happened. So definitely that's like mine, hands down. I would say the coffee shop I own and more for, as I tried to state to people, more for the connections and mm-hmm. the things I'm able to facilitate through here mm-hmm. as much as it is about serving people coffee. So, When did you first open? December of 2021. So I was spending wow. a good chunk of 2021 pandemic time uh, building this place out and paying inflation prices to open up. Oh, wow. Yeah. Pretty cool. What would you say is like your busiest day here? Definitely a Saturday. If you catch the right um, first or third Saturday between service hours and after hours poetry, mm-hmm. I'll see a hundred people walk through the door. So mm. it's very, very rewarding. I uh, I don't really think I've accomplished uh, much of anything great in my life, but if there is anyone, it's probably all the connections I've made with all the wonderful people I've met. Um, I'm always really grateful for that. And, you know, that's, um, to me, that is a form of accomplishment for you to be able to connect with community and to be able to connect with new people. And um, I don't know, I find myself constantly humbled and um, inspired by all the people around me. So I guess that's all I really have to say about that. <laughs> that just that I was just gonna yeah, say reminded me of if someone gave you fifty thousand dollars, what would you do with it? Nothing. Nothing? Nothing. You just like put it in a bank account? No, I just wouldn't do anything with it. Not until I found something worth doing with it. Okay. The carnage that would await me if I had $50,000 would go down in the history of poetics and punk rock. Then I'd go out like Elvis somewhere in a hotel room on the toilet. Nah, probably if I had $50,000, I'd get an apartment and pay the rent out for like a year in advance. Be smart. Be wise. Yeah. yeah. Then I'd have a couple of G's left over, and then that's when things would get messy. Yeah. You would get an apartment when you're like always traveling? Yeah, dude. Because I wouldn't be traveling as much then, you know what I mean? I'm in this weird quantum period where it's like, it's more effective for me to be on the road. Mm-hmm. But I, in my mind, I'm like, yo, after this year, I'm getting an apartment with a couch and a TV, dog. And a TV. Maybe even a microwave. Damn. Stunning. I got an extra microwave for you. Yo, <laughs> see, now we got a microwave, baby. I got a TV. What? I also got a bed for you. What? Now we're living. <laughs> um, I would... Use that to find the right multi-purpose building to invest in where I can have my coffee shop in a place that I own. That's what I would do with the 50000 I feel like if I had 50000 I'd just buy like a decent car. Mm. Not even like a brand new one. Just a decent one. And then still work and wait for that one day for someone to piss me off at work and be like, you know what? I don't even need this job. Because at the end of the day, I still have my own business, no matter what. Yeah. And I don't even, like, I'd probably just 
finish building my van and just do that. Is hey, that's a wicked good idea. Yeah. Could I um could I actually change my answer? Yeah. Because I uh, you know I had a little bit more time to think about it. Um, if I had fifty thousand dollars, I think I'd buy a bus and um <laughs> start a cultural movement around the U.S. Wait oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's those are all far-fetched dreams. <laughs> Plot twist. Plot twist, we got the bus. <laughs> Even further? Even further. <laughs> <laughs> What's something you always wanted to learn or try to do? Be completely bilingual. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to be so good in another language, preferably Spanish, mm-hmm. and eventually German, that I can operate in those areas without reliance on English. I try to learn a few languages every year. That way, if I ever go somewhere, that I would at least work my way out of the kidnapping. Yeah, I just want to be able to, like, tour South America and Mexico (laughs) in Spanish. I'm not really worried about trying to convince them. I always think we're going to get kidnapped. (laughs) (laughs) What is it, Taken? I don't know who you are. <laughs> yeah. You've got a particular set of skills, and I will find you. Um, something I always wanted to do was learn properly how to play the ocarina. So I could play songs what is that? from Zelda. The, oh. the instrument from Zelda. Brandon, you should have told me that. I have an ocarina in my car. I know how to play it. Great. Yeah, I can teach you. That's something I've always kind of wanted to do because I would love to play songs. Is that like a games. guitar? Or? No, it's, no a, it's like a it's a it's, it's, wood. A it's, it's, it's supposed to be made out of clay. Mm-hmm. Um, traditionally, I mean, now you know if you get one now, they're made out of plastic. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it's just it's a it's it's like a flute. That's the best way I could describe it. If you don't know what it looks like. Okay. Uh, heavily used in a video game, like in a Zelda. Mm-hmm. I feel like I have one at home, honestly, if that's what that's called. Um, were you done with your answer? Sorry, I yeah. cut you off. No, that was about it. Just... Can, you, can you repeat the question for me, actually? What's something you always wanted to learn or try to do? Oh, uh, Let's see, something I always wanted to learn or try to do. Um, I, I could kind of like relate with Damien I, I really want to learn like other languages I'm not um I'm not somebody who grasps other languages as well as I do other things mentally um like if you gave me mathematics you know it's like cool I could I could do that or if you gave me something hands-on but like in terms of like language you know I'd really like to be fluent in Spanish um I'd also like to be fluent in French Francais. Can you guys speak any other languages? Not particularly, not fluently, mm-hmm. you know. Like, you can say phrases in Spanish, you know what I mean? Like, I used to be much better when I was Do 21. It. Oh, no. <laughs> Do it on the podcast. Do it. Como estas? Right. But I want to be, like, really good, like, I used to work in a butcher shop with only Hispanic people mm-hmm. and like they only spoke Spanish mm-hmm. and I, I used to be able to imitate them really good <laughs> and I would take orders on the phone and the people would come to pick up 
and they'd be looking for somebody who wasn't white. <laughs> and it was just me. I'm like, hola. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, ¿qué pasa, güey? <laughs> Did you just say, ¿qué pasa, güey? Very Mexican place. Very Mexican place. Yeah. <laughs> so it's the uh, best yet market in Homedale. Oh, yeah. Homedale, is that far from here? Not really. Yeah, it's extremely white town, but it was a... a oh, that's Dominican like where PNC is, right? Yeah, it was a Dominican-run um, grocery store. Bad. <laughs> what emotions do you try to avoid and why? <clears throat> try to avoid serenity. Why? Because it only induces insanity. If you know, you know. As was a Seinfeld reference. Um, <laughs> it's a joke from Seinfeld because in the show, there's a line that says insanity now. Uh, serenity now, insanity later. Mm-hmm. So the idea is, so anger, I would say anger. You have to try to avoid anger. That's just not something that I think you should pursue. If you're always angry, it's not, it's not good. So try to avoid that. I, um, I don't really try to avoid any emotions. I really don't think that's healthy. You're better off just letting yourself feel whatever you're feeling at that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, if there's anything I would say I would try to avoid, though, would be emotional stagnancy. Um, Whereas you allow yourself to be caught or bound by your emotion or emotions. Um, you can't really move past that point. It becomes difficult. It's like you kind of get slowed down from not allowing them to flow. And um, I know I've seen a lot of people caught in stuff like that. So I, I try to be mindful of it. I try to avoid um, feelings sometimes of comfort in like a way when i'm over yeah complacency like when i'm super comfortable in one area Mm. right it's easy sometimes when you have all these new things to stick with what works Mm. right whether it's an idea a style a notion and struggling against that has been the thing also like i used to be angrier when i was younger and now i've learned how to like funnel that into like being productive and using that to like Instead of being like, okay, I'm going to bug out, like I'm just going to like shut up and work really hard. And that's like how I've managed to deal with that. I try to avoid those kind of things, mm-hmm. unproductive things, mm-hmm. you know. Brandon, when you say try to avoid anger, is it like, like when you say people are I mean, angry? Like aggression. Like people, there are people that are just too quick to result to getting upset or bothered by situations and mm-hmm. quickly lash out or are not rational in their, in their thinking of the situation or their response. And mm-hmm. I may have oversimplified it, but mostly that try not to just be so quick to allow things to get to you in a way that you, that your response is not, is not you taking a moment to actually assess the situation. Mm. All right. Um, what do you, what is depression looking like for men? Because I feel like men's mental health isn't as prioritized as everyone else, and it's definitely not. So what does depression look like for you guys to men? For me, um, it's sleeping in. It's an extra hour on my phone before I go to bed when I know I shouldn't. Um, it's 
me just falling out of routine. I have certain things that I like to do and that I like to almost keep track of. And I notice when I fall off of these things and a lot of times that can be a result. And when I'm in there or I'm in this state, it's just like sleeping in is a big thing. I notice like I usually am eager to get up very early and some days I'm in when I'm like depressed, I'm closer to just getting up to when I literally have to. I'd rather be asleep and not thinking about what I'm thinking about. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of sleeping in and then staying on my phone a little extra just to like not feel anything. I don't know. Yeah, I could definitely feel the uh, sleeping in part, like, you know, sleeping 12 plus hours in a day, mm-hmm. um, looking for distractions for things, you know, um, Doing out of character things, actions. What's out of character? Anything that might not be yourself, mm-hmm. you know. It might not be part of yourself. Um, sadness has this strange way of getting a hold of us, or even rather, depression has a strange way of getting a hold of us where uh, we don't know what to do with it. At times, it becomes cumbersome, um, and it's like a weight. And uh, you know, as you said, a lot of uh, there aren't a lot of uh, people aware of men's mental health with that and depression, and uh, it becomes difficult for men to navigate or talk about things like that. Mm. So um, I would say, with that, is also silence. You know, you you don't find you have the outlets for you to speak mm. uh, about such things because you you just don't. It's not something that's commonplace amongst men or as commonplace that I would say that, you know, maybe whereas women would speak more freely about it, men are more likely to shut those doors. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. <laughs> I mean, uh, that's about the health. It's a daily struggle. I know it is for me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's where things like avoidance, self-medication and certain behaviors, but um, society's not ready for that question. And men judge other men on how we walk through fires. Mm-hmm. Right, and it's woe to the vanquished, to the ones who melt in the flames. Mm-hmm. But we all melt the ones. John Dorsey's got that great line that was like, "We like pin our medals on imaginary dragons and toast to stronger men." You know what I mean? And it's just like really the statement of like, it's rough. Usually, men there's a, a, a knowing when two men suffer. You don't even have to say anything. Mm-hmm. It's the knowing, the silence, the look, the understanding, just being present. But the world doesn't really care. People yeah. say they do. But it, it's, it's a thing. You know what I mean? It really is. And it's not normalized. And everybody who says it is, they say it is. But nobody it. wants to see a man cry. Yeah. That's a fact. I feel like for me, that's to add on to what Damien said, can be a little bit more amplified as someone who is a minority it's even less so mm-hmm. hard to talk about because my family comes. My I'm the second generation in my family to this country, so a lot of my family just come from struggle, and especially the males. And so, not only do they not talk about it, but to me, looking at what they had to go through, it's like how can I complain about what I have mm-hmm. when they've done so much more or achieved did so much to get me to where I am? So it makes that part of it also makes me feel like I don't have where to say, at least in in the home space, because it's yeah. it's not talked about in that other aspect. 
What's something about you that you wish more people would notice? I wish people would notice less about me, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like, what's a quality in yourself that you love that not a lot of people get to notice or get to even see? Um, And we're really digging deep here. Give me a second. (laughs) That's what most of my episodes are. No, I I, I appreciate it. I do. Other people have qualities in themselves. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. (laughs) There has to be at least one thing. At least one thing. Um, Or that you like. Um. Well, if I was going to go into that, I guess it would be my my problem-solving skills. And, like, I've had a lot of people, like, undermine my ability to, I guess, problem-solve mm-hmm. throughout my life. Or they're like, well, you don't know any better. And I'm like, I don't know who the fuck you think you're talking to. <laughs> so, you know, I wish a lot of people would just... People step, underestimate I, you. Yeah, I wish people wouldn't underestimate me as much just based on my appearance or, or what they might think of me. Mm-hmm. Um, and... To those who do, they get proven wrong. And to those don't, well, good on them. <laughs> Honestly, Alex, when I first met you, it was at one of Cord's shows. And I was like, that guy plays a harp. I'm going to make him my friend one day. <laughs> that guy is so fucking cool. <laughs> That's really sweet. Thank you. You know, uh, for me, I don't know. I'm really good at putting a lot of work into something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Some people, they can't chart onto an abstract idea mm-hmm. right but all things are abstract ideas before they become things yeah right and i feel like a lot of people everything was an up. idea before it became reality yeah and i think a lot of people get lost when there's no trajectory and you're just working towards abstraction but i think that i'm really good at being like okay this is this and i want to work really hard towards this idea you know like mm-hmm. i think that's the one good thing about me i'm relentless <laughs> <laughs> Um, one thing that I wish people knew about me, some people are somewhat aware, but none of the people know just how much I truly love coffee and want to spread the proper information about where it comes from Mm -hmm. and how to do it better, that I wish more people were just aware of that. If someone saw my enthusiasm for trying to explain to you, I feel like that would make them more receptive to want to hear Mm -hmm. and also share what they have now heard that is now revolutionary to them because it's similar to what happened to me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) What do you think are your worst qualities and why? My disorganization, 100%. It is the worst thing about me. Why is it the worst thing about me? Because it seeps into every bit of my being. It's probably one of the best things about me, though. And I say that because, well, it's kind of like a chaotic dumpster fire. You never really know how long it's going to burn for. Um, I can't be brash. But it's because, like, I really care about things. And I hate people who half-ass. You know, like if we're gonna do some something, mm-hmm. we're gonna do it. Yeah. And sometimes I come off callous, but it's just like when you really care about things and like you know, you know what I mean? It's like 
so what? You know, like yeah. suck it up. We're gonna do it. This, this, and this. There's a whole lot of probably other bad things about me, but uh, you know, why tell the audience about it? <laughs> <laughs> why not? I'd have to agree with Alex and say my disorganization, it's in certain areas a real problem, but thankfully it's not as bad in all areas, but it can definitely be improved upon. When's the last time you had a deep conversation about your feelings with someone else? Right now, here. <laughs> <laughs> years. Why years? Do you not reach out? As we have discussed earlier, we men just don't talk about it. We we confide within ourselves, mm -hmm. and that's about it. I. Do you wish you had someone to reach out to? Sometimes. Other times, it's fine. I'm used to it, maybe, but sometimes. There are certain situations where a third party or someone not involved in any aspect of my life would be helpful, but mm -hmm. everyone has their own loving opinion. Mm -hmm. But um, for the most part, no. I already answered the question. Why you handed me the microphone? I said right here and right now. <laughs> this is the last time I've had a deep conversation about my emotions. <laughs> Currently. Not a fan. Not a fan. <laughs> no, 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 no trauma on the mic. I told you guys. I asked. I asked if there's anything you wouldn't want to touch on. Can, can I start crying at this mic? You can. Okay. No, please. <laughs> It's your episode, Alex. You can you cry guys. whenever you want to. I love you guys so much. <laughs> yeah, it depends on what do you mean by feelings, like my personal feelings. Mm -hmm. uh, no, I don't talk about it at all. You know what I mean? Like, I make jokes about it because if you don't laugh at things, it's all done. But, like, my feelings, like, towards people, friends, love, whatever, you get me on the right night, I'll talk. I mean, like, listen, there's you'd be past 1 o'clock in the morning after a show. I'm saying something deep to somebody. Will it yeah. mean anything? I don't I've, know. I've seen it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like that kind of shit, yeah. Well, you know, I'm not going to be there like, I woke up sad today. It was sadder yesterday. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, bro. I'd be like, ah, I'm being cranky. I'm being a bitch. You know what I mean? Like, like keep carrying on. That's the masculine way. Hoorah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, men don't talk about their feelings. Yeah, bro. Hold it in. Just be a real man. Kidding. I'm edging my own emotions. Oh my god! All right. <laughs> what superhero or villain resonates with you the most? Uh, Doctor Strange is probably my favorite superhero of all time. I mean, look at him—he's such a badass, man. Oh, come on! Oh, now, Damien, you're judging me. Judging. Yeah, you're judging of me. Of course, it, it was like a totally out of left field. What? Well, come on! <laughs> what? Well, I can't. I can't. Um, I, I can't. Like, um, you know, I, I can't resonate with Doctor Stephen Strange, Sorcerer Supreme of Earth. <laughs> come on, dog! <laughs> the sanctum has fallen. I edited my Substack, and a character based on you I called the Wizard of Old Bridge or something like a cult, whatever, of Old Bridge, which is funny. Superhero that I relate to is Goku mm. from Dragon Ball Z because I had no sign of masculinity around. Me and all my friends, nobody had a dad. Not a single one of us had a dad. My whole Boy Scout troop, we had to have a female Scoutmaster because nobody had a dad. Yeah. So we watched a lot of Dragon Ball Z, and I was Goku. 
and my best friend Dylan was Vegeta. And it's very funny that our personalities gravitate towards each one, you mm -hmm. know? But yeah, Goku for life. We made a man, dog. <laughs> I actually was going to say the same thing, but for different reasons. And because if you look at his arc, a lot of times he faces adversity with hope and with a little bit of excitement. And that's like very rare to see. It could be an impending doom and still has an air of like, I can do this, even though it's in his face, seemingly that he can't. And that's very inspiring. Favorite childhood meal? This is a loaded question. No, this, this, yeah, this is a really loaded question. Um, you can do all three if you want. Shit, okay, well, um, my dad used to make this baked macaroni and cheese. It was like oh. a family recipe. Oh. And, and he, would, he would layer it. Like, this was, this was the best part about it. He, he would layer this macaroni and cheese um, with three different kinds of cheese. Um, bacon, tomatoes. And then on top, he would, he would put these, like, uh, breadcrumbs on and it would just like seal the deal I mean like you couldn't you couldn't make me anything better than that when I was like 10 you know I would punch a nun for a plate of that <laughs> you won't have to I'll just make you one I've never heard of tomatoes on mac and cheese oh yeah I have is that like a thing uh, sometimes yeah. yeah it's an Irish thing yeah. yeah my favorite meal was the day after every Thanksgiving my grandmother would make turkey noodle soup. Mm. And she'd always make two pots, right? The first pot was like the real soup, and the other pot was like the leftover and stuff. Mm. And she'd bring it for my dog. So that's when, very so that's when, so cute. So when Nana that's would show adorable. up, me and my dog Bella would both be waiting, like, oh, we're both. Is that your mom's soup. dog, the black and white one? No, that's Mina. Oh. Bella passed away at 15. And now we got that fat loaf. <laughs> <laughs> You my can do all three if you want. No, I'll give you my favorite dish because I remember it vividly. Um, it's a soup one of my grandmothers used to make mm -hmm. that our family just called the soup. Because <laughs> when my grandmother would make it, you knew she was making it. And I had a family member because I was living in New York at the time most recently for this and like all my family would live in New York and everyone would come over to eat this dish whenever they heard my grandmother was making it. Just like a chicken and noodle soup, but the way she would make it was just, I always remember it as a kid. Why are you guys looking at each other like that? Looking at each other like what? What? <laughs> yeah, like what? What are we looking you at? You can't look at each other? Yeah, we're not allowed to? No, you can. I'm sorry. Sorry, guys. We're bonding. Bing bong. You right. I did. Do you feel like there's a difference between, this is a very serious question. Is there a difference between BBQ chips and barbecue, barbecue chips, but the word barbecue spelled out? Absolutely. Absolutely 100%. there is. Yes. There, there is something very different about the two of them. BBQ chips always taste better. Excuse me? They always taste better. I, um. BBQ chips I don't, always taste better. I don't agree with you. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to disagree with you as well. What? I'll be honest with you guys. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I didn't realize there was something BBQ and barbecue. I'm sorry. I don't just go out of my way to get barbecue chips only when I'm really baked. And I've never been like, 
Oh, interesting. The way they spill it out, actually. You can taste the difference. You can. It must be the soy There's oil. so much difference. Dude. No, because when you get BBQ chips, Damien, they'll just be like barbecue. But once they say barbecue, will be like Texas-style barbecue, Louisiana-style oh. slow-cooked barbecue. And, like, and barbecue style are better. Yeah, it'll literally be more, say more BBW niche. chips. No, it'll be more niche, and then the other one just looks like it's lathered in craft barbecue sauce. I love me some craft barbecue sauce. Yes, but then the other ones are like <laughs> trying to imitate real barbecue. Oh, I see. No, I've seen some mesquite BBQ. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. I've seen some mesquite BBW. <laughs> Better than any of them, I, I prefer honey barbecue chips. Yeah. Is it honey BBQ or honey barbecue? Honey barbecue. Is it like the hers like yellow bag with the beehive on it? That's exactly what it is. Yeah. I actually. will say that is probably the only barbecue one. Yeah, you want to drink one of these shirts? I am. Uh, <laughs> that's my favorite shirt. I like. I have to give you. I live yeah, brother. in this shirt. I literally live in this shirt. It's so comfortable. I don't know. It's the best shirt ever. All right. What is your favorite snack? I'm gonna say it right now, dog. Peanut butter, man. Peanut butter is the best snack ever, dude. Like just. Yeah, just, yo, just give me some peanut butter. Give me a spoon, dude. Set me loose. It's really good for headaches, actually. Gets rid of migraines. Really? Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why I don't get migraines. You know why? I stay eating peanut butter, bro. <laughs> just eat a jar. Just <laughs> yeah, like dude. I'll, just, uh, that's all I need. My favorite snack is probably, and honestly, Steel cut oats with a scoop of unsugared peanut butter because I don't like sugar in my peanut butter. Me either. It sounds like breakfast. It's amazing, it like but it's just a nice snack. Guy. It's just like a nice snack. <laughs> no, it actually hits really hard. Let right? him live with his oatmeal. It hits, it hits yeah, real okay. hard. I'm but, not judging. But yeah. Oh, oh, it's my turn now. Um, my favorite snack is um the hers honey barbecue potato oh, chips. <laughs> They've been my favorite thing for the last like 13, 14 years. The only thing that compares though are those um really sticky honey buns you get at 7 Eleven. I mean, like, they're perfection. You have your the pre wrapped ones? Excuse me? The little Debbie pre wrapped ones? Is that what you're about? Yeah, yeah, those ones. Yeah. If you microwave them, they become like a projectile weapon. Yeah. You drive oh, them, yeah. people. You mean like hard microwave them? Yeah, like thirty seconds. Get a good oh. like. Just what, saying. what do you mean, like projectiles? Like, what are you throwing them at? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not homeless people. <laughs> it's a meme. Okay. Um, what was the question? <laughs> snack? Oh yeah, snack. A marble red. Oh my god. A nice sec- Oh yeah. Vodka. Yeah, uh-huh. whiskey. Vodka just makes me want to kill myself. <laughs> unless, Vodka, it's, unless it's like the lights you want. Yeah, that lights you want. That's dangerous. Vodka makes everybody want to kill themselves. That's Not the whole Russians. Point. 
You sure about that? That's why they kill everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm starting to detect some hate speech now <laughs> against the Russians. What? <clears throat> what is your favorite top five cereals growing up, but no one can repeat? Okay. All right. Um, no, going first. Yeah, I'm it has already, to go one. I'll have you know, like, I already have boom, the microphone. Um, <clears throat> Reese's Puffs. Reese's Puffs. That's number one. All right. Switch to him. Yeah, that's right. You got honey, to. Honeycombs, dude. That's so good. Honeycombs is. The pop chips taste <clears throat> just like that. Yeah, yeah. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Oh, you Basic. son of a bitch. Rice Krispies. Count Chocula. Choco Crisps. That's the fat kid cereal. That's right. Choco Sucaritos. They're Those are so good. They're different than chocolate Frosted Flakes, and they hit way better. Flintstones Cocoa Pebbles. Cookie Crisp. <laughs> honey nut Cheerios, bro. You can't, you can't say that. I honestly, I can't. I have not been able to eat Cheerios since like my grandma passed. That was like the thing that she used to eat every day, all day. And my sister bought a box of it recently and just like put it in the house. And I was like, none of us can even open the box. We just have it chilling there. Oh, um. Honey bunches of oats. Oh, that's such a good that's one. That's such a good one. Did a lot of off-brand cereal when I was a kid, so <laughs> I gotta I gotta really think about this now. Fruity cereal. Uh -oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say loops of fruit. Your shop at brand loops of fruit. <laughs> um. All these has loops of fruit. <laughs> they do have loops of fruit. They're disgusting. I like them actually. All right. Well, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with regular Cheerios. He just said Cheerios. No, he said Honey Nut Cheerios. Is it? There's a difference. Yeah. There is. There is a difference. There is a difference. They're plain. They don't. Have yeah. Any. They don't have any Honey Nuts on them. <laughs> I used to think that you know how like in the commercials cereals have like the fruits in them and stuff. Mm -hmm. I used to think all cereals came like that, so I would tell my uncle I would only want those certain kind of cereals because it came with those fruits. And then I was pleasantly surprised that there was no fruits in the cereal. And then it would just <laughs> sit there and he'd get so mad. And then he would like make me eat that cereal for every meal until the box was done. Frosted Flakes because of what it does to the milk. You know that the milk of Frosted Flakes is the best cereal milk that's ever been milked in the whole world of cereal. They're great. <laughs> I'd have to disagree and say that Cinnamon Toast Crunch makes the best cereal milk as I serve it here with my coffee and it slaps. I feel like good. I feel like cereal after like I mean milk after a really good cereal and like when you drink it and how good it is, I would say that's my explanation to when people ask how good is cashew milk. Hmm. I like cashew milk. Well, now you know how it is. <laughs> I, yeah, I would say it's just so. expensive, but yes, it's very good. It's just like almond milk. I just feel like there's no, no. It's just like someone didn't spit in enough. Yeah. <laughs> you said almond milk tastes like someone didn't spit in it enough. They didn't spit into it, in it enough. Yeah, it's like they spit into it, but they didn't spit into it enough. Ah. So like it's like go all the way, just don't do it at all. Yeah. <laughs> whole ass. Yeah.
whole acid. All right, we're like close to an hour now, so I'm just gonna yes. ask you guys the last question. Okay. What's a piece of advice that you would leave our listeners? If you, be- oh. <laughs> <clears throat> sorry, the ginger beer is backing up at me. Uh, if you can, if you have a vision, you want to do something, and the world tells you they don't believe in you, you owe it to yourself and everybody to do it, or at least try your very best. Because mm. one, you're not going to know if it's possible or not, and neither is everybody else. So I generally believe it's like, if you have an idea, go for it sacrifice swing do the whole thing because you might be the only person who would ever thought about doing that thing mm. yeah and eat your vegetables mm. can you repeat the question i'm sorry <laughs> what's one piece of advice you would leave to my listeners could be about anything uh i heard this two-word phrase from someone that actually has this tattooed on his arm and it's do more. Whatever it is, do more. You always you undervalue how much effort you can give something, how much you're willing to pursue something. So just do it. Do more. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about dreams actually in this. And uh, if you have a dream, whatever it is, don't ever give up on it. It's um. It's a beautiful thing to have a dream and most people don't follow them, but I'm going to tag along with Damien and what he had to say with this. Um, if you, if you never swing the bat, you don't know if you're going to hit the ball and pursue your dreams fearlessly, whatever they are, don't let anyone knock you down. You never know what you can achieve. So basically, don't let the fear of striking out keep you from playing the game. Absolutely not. (laughs) All right. Well, that's episode 27. Thank you guys for hanging out. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. No, Brennan, thank you for letting me use your space. Fuck Luke Brown. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, so before I end the episode out for real, I just want to say this. That a lot of men dare I say, almost all men don't get the appreciation and respect that they deserve without conditions or hidden intentions. And I'm glad that you're still here. As a girl with so many brothers, I try to make sure that every man in my life feels appreciated, whether it's friends or family or even just strangers. Men rarely speak about their problems. And I want you to ask the happiest guy in the room how he's really doing. And just listen. Don't give advice. Just listen to what he says. Because just because someone always looks happy or seems like they are doesn't mean that they are. Pay attention to the men and the people in your life that's always making sure that everyone else is good. Because they still have issues. Something that people don't want to talk about is that men lack intimacy. So they go find it through sex. And society has this stigma of that you always have to be tough and you always have to be strong. And you have to thug it out and... Men are just so afraid to be vulnerable with each other, with their partners, significant others, whatever you want to call it. They have such hesitance to be sensitive, to care for each other. And, you know, I had someone in my life that started out as a hookup, 
you know? And there was one day where I came over and he just looked different. Like his world was completely disheveled. And I looked at him and I said, how are you? And that to a lot of people, sometimes they never answer. Honestly, people say, oh, I'm good. Living the dream. Everybody knows that living the dream is a very sarcastic answer and they're not happy with themselves, you know? Um, But, you know, this guy, he paused. And every time he went to go answer, he'd stop because his voice would crack. So I looked at him and I looked at him in the eyes and I hugged him. And we sat there for hours into the next day. Didn't do anything besides me holding him. And I just hope one day we get to a point where men have the space to openly, honestly speak about their feelings and talk about what's going on with them without feeling judged. And I know I'm I'm not stupid. I know Nothing is ever going to happen the way we want it to. But as you're, ask your boyfriends and your husbands and your people how they're doing. Hold them. Listen. And I fucking hate that there's some women that judge their men for coming to them with their vulnerability and say, oh, he's, he's sensitive. Oh, he's too emotional. No. The same way that you expect your man to be there for you when you're crying and you want them to hold you and you want them to just listen, do the same for them. As a woman, if you cry to your guy, nothing's going to change. That attraction is not lost. But there's some women that have the idea that their masculinity is gone because they're crying. And that's not true. As if him crying changes the way that he's going to protect or provide for you. That's fucking crazy. Vulnerability does not take away from your masculinity. If anything, it just makes you more human. And it makes you more of a man. That you're in touch with your emotions. That, you're, that you are aware of what's going on with you. And you want to speak out. And you want to tell somebody about it. And I just want to say to all the men that listen to my podcast or anyone if you just stumbled upon this episode because you noticed that Damien or Brandon or Alex is in it, I want to say that I'm proud of you and I see you and I hope that you find a way to talk about what's going on with you. And this is the end of my episode. To everybody else, I love you. You matter. Nothing beats a fail but a try. If something is not in your journey, tell that person or tell whoever that you know what? That's just not part of my journey. And I love you. And yeah, thanks for listening. Don't forget to follow the Instagram at Vibing What Sell. I am on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, um, Spotify, of course. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I love you.